Sports are back, folks. We got the NBA bubble going on. We got the WNBA wobble going on. And I really like just saying wobble. NHL is starting up. We have baseball going. We got MLS soccer. I mean, we got everything going on. Don't miss out on exclusive coverage from The Athletic. This is an unprecedented sports season. And guess what, folks? You can save 40% off. Again, don't miss exclusive in-depth coverage of this unprecedented sports season. Subscribe now and save. Sign up to see for yourself the creativity, reporting, and storytelling that sets The Athletic apart. I mean, think about it this way. We had a reporter find out how good the wings were at Magic City. You're not getting that anywhere else, folks. And if you go to theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard, you can receive 40% off an annual subscription. That's 40% off, folks. Really can't get a better offer than that. Sports are back, and you won't want to miss the breaking stories on your favorite team. So go to theathletic.com slash Brody and the Beard for 40% off an annual subscription. We hope to see you there. On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I are going to talk about the last two seeding games for the Rockets. We're going to talk about if we should be concerned about Russell Westbrook, when we can expect Eric Gordon back, and the guys who are stepping up in the bubble. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream, the MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row, that's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man, I need you to acknowledge. He don't do this for the optics, man, he do this for the rock, kid. Welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeele. With me, as always, is our man on the ground, but not in the bubble, Kelly Eco. Kelly, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. How about yourself? I'm doing well, buddy. I'm doing well. I mean, I got basketball back. I ain't got too many complaints. It's, it's, actually, it's actually good to, to have like a regular you know, schedule back. You know, just... I wouldn't say it's regular because it's still startling to me that it's like every morning I have basketball on at 10 in the morning or 1030. Like I'm not (laughs) complaining, but I'm also just kind of like, man, my whole day ends up shot. You say 1030? Oh, I forgot. West Coast up. That's the LA privilege. Yeah, buddy. And it's just funny, though, because it's like I'll sit there and start watching basketball. Just next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's 445. (laughs) That's been my day. It's it's wonderful. (laughs) It's wonderful. And it's actually been the safest place in America. Uh, it's, it's, it's so far, knock on wood, knock on we got to kind of keep it going. It's, it, they had another good week, no positive tests, you know, uh, from the players and things like that. It's, it's looking really like they're doing a good job and good on the NBA testing, providing testing for the other communities around the bubble. Right. To try to help them out because obviously we know the situation in Florida. I guess we could just say Florida is always a situation, can't we? <laughs> There's always something going on over there. Just it's always it's just you know when you hear a weird story before I hear the place, I'm like, was it Florida? Was it Florida? And if yeah, they say it's the, yes, it's the Panhandle State for a reason. Yeah. Whenever they say yes to it, I'm like, ah, makes sense. <laughs> and when they say no, I go, really? There's <laughs> <laughs> always some stuff going down over there. Uh, it's going a bit nuts, but. It is going down over there right now. It's NBA basketball. We were wrong in our predictions, Kelly. Or no, you were right. I was wrong. Sorry, I wanted to flip that up. The Rockets went one and one. They lost to the Blazers like you predicted and beat the Lakers. Granted, the Lakers, it wasn't a full. Yeah, it wasn't a full, full, full team Lakers. But even though they have been struggling, even with LeBron. So I don't, I don't. Yeah, this isn't a Laker podcast. I just think eventually they'll find their groove. Yeah, for sure. 
they're missing too many open shots. Like I just think, you know, they'll they'll eventually find that rhythm and and get going. And if they don't, they're not winning the championship. Uh, <laughs> but that's for the Laker pods to discuss, not for us. We got to focus on the Rockets. And I want to start with the Blazers game real quickly. What did you see in that game? I think the Blazers game was a clear sight of what can happen when Harden is out of his rhythm and the dangerous side effects it can have on the team. You understood that Portland was going to be, you know, pretty high intensity with them having to win every game to get into the playoffs, basically. And they're a team that even though without Trevor Ariza, you knew that they were going to have some kind of scheme to slow down Harden and force the other guys to beat them. Now, Harden had a problem getting into, you know, a normal rhythm early on in the game. The constant traps, soft traps, hard traps, they made him force him to give up the ball. Uh, I just thought the Rockets... Even though they defended it well at times, I, I don't think they matched the energy of, of, of the Blazers. And after the game, Mike D'Antoni said they kind of played into the Portland's pace a little bit. And that's pretty dangerous because if you don't get going quicker, you allow teams to send traps. You allow teams to pressure you high up, high up the court. If you don't play your style of basketball, then it's just a matter of you coming up, up and down the court for, for empty trips. And I, I think that was the biggest thing for me in that game. Although it did take a late flurry of... of, of you know, scores for them to, I think, give up 110 points. So the defense was pretty good. Um, I the, thought the, they the def- def- The defense was good, and it's been good in the, yeah, in the, the bubble yeah. overall over these yeah, recently, four games. Yeah, overall. Like, that's been the most impressive stuff about how the Rockets are playing right now. I shouldn't say the four games. Yeah. There was no defense in the Dallas game. Neither <laughs> team played defense. That's, that's, that's a miss. That was out the window. Until the last, like, six minutes. That meant the last minute of regulation and overtime is when the Rockets played defense. It wasn't good that whole game. But it's been good since then. I, I'm going to continue to bang this drum. I'm sorry, guys. I know it's going to drive you nuts. The rebounding margin in that game the was ridiculous. rebounding margin. Six, oh, my God. 64 to 39. Before last night's game, they were it was they were getting out-rebounded by an average of 22 rebounds. This is, a game, this is the type of game that hurts them, right? Because it's not... They're playing the math game, right? They're playing the, we're going to make enough threes and we're going to force enough turnovers to overcome that. That's their attitude. They're expecting this massive rebound margin. I just think this was the game where, look, you know, Portland only had 12 turnovers. The Rockets only got nine points out of that. You know, they did make more threes than the the Blazers, 19 to 12. You know, that's a plus 21 points and that's great. But, you know, the Blazers are also a pretty good shooting team. You know, when you come up against a team that plays, you know, they can make more threes even and, and, and takes care of the ball just as well as the Blazers. That's where the issues come from. And I think that's where it may not hurt them in the first round of the playoffs, depending who they match up with. But I think it can start to bite them in the ass in the second round. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that because obviously with any defensive scheme, there's going to be some let up. But I just wonder how risky is that if you if you understand that you're going to be out-rebounded by at least 10, 15 rebounds a game, but you're going to count on not giving up as many second-chance points, and you're going to count on you getting a lot of turnovers and outscoring them from three. Because if you look at even the Lakers game, the, the Rockets, at one point, they were up on the Lakers in that category by 42. But it was only like a six, eight-point game. So, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, 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 it, it, it's when you look at the Laker game, you know, they, they got out-rebounded there by 13. But, you know, it, it's hard to kind of use that, right? Like, first off, no Russ either, which we'll get into in a minute. But no LeBron, 
the Lakers had 24 turnovers. Listen, when LeBron doesn't play and AD plays, they're basically the Pelicans. And this Rockets team should beat the Pelicans every year. Well, like every time, like that Pelicans team, you know, and I just think the Lakers going two for 19 from three is an anomaly in the sense of like just law of averages. You're going to make a couple by accident. And and I, I, I find it risky only because we've seen the Rockets have cold runs where they don't make shots. Yeah, cold. You know, and, I think cold and, runs and, is putting it lightly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to be nicer. This is this is the nicer mode during a pandemic. Uh, you know, but th- we've seen it, and and we've seen it multiple times, not just the one time which everybody's going to point to. You know, we we've seen them have these cold runs, and 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 they don't make shots, and it's so tough, Kelly, for me to just be like. Don't worry, we're just going to force turnovers because you're not going to force turnovers every game. There are going to be games where teams are going to handle the ball better. I mean, you beat the Bucks, but they didn't have Bledsoe. You know, Bledsoe usually does a good job on Harden. Usually can can help to kind of alleviate some of the turnover pressure. And then, and every and uh, every Bradley too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the Lakers, no Avery Bradley, that's a big deal, you know. And I think across the board, they did they did what they had to do in this game, and they did it. They did it well. I mean, even when the the lead was, I mean, I didn't feel like it was threatened at any point. Really, I wasn't concerned. Were you? No, I I just thought that you know the Rockets do this all the time. They will allow you to get back in the game, just given how they play. Even when the score was seventeen, I said, you know, this isn't the time to wave the white flag for the Lakers. You know, and in the blink of an eye, it was a seven point game. But they had to get Harden back in there to save the day. And I tweeted. It's the equivalent of calling your big brother every time you're in trouble to come. Right, uh, that's a, come bail you <laughs> right, <out>. exactly. <laughs> you know, and Harden was great, man. You know, very efficient. Eleven and 19, 5 of ten from three, thirty nine points, twelve assists, eight rebounds. Now, I'm gonna say this though: he can't have ten turnovers. No, he can't. That's um, just like that's and and, and, part and of that against, is, is also without Russ because he's taking more on himself. But a lot of those passes were just lazy, like off the um, traps. He would. Like wait, I guess, and then try and throw a, a crazy overhead pass that go out of bounds or out of the outstretched hands. You can't do that, you know, in the playoffs. It's, and, and against this team, against a team that's not really loaded up the way the Lakers normally are, like that, you can't. You're you're better than that, James. Like that was it was. It's what you said. It's it's watching those turnovers. I was just like, come on, man. Can we like can, that? We, can we talk about Demar Carroll for a second? Because I've been getting a lot of questions <laughs> about this man. Go for it. Wait, wait. <laughs> Give me your piece on DeMar Carroll, who did not play yesterday. I've been getting a ton of ask Mike about DeMar. Why isn't DeMar playing? He lied to us. Like, what What the hell is going on? Like, I, I understand that DeMar Carroll is, is, is a you know, 3 and D asset, but, like, the Spurs paid to get rid of him. <laughs> It's it's a. Uh, I mean, it's, he only played 15 games for the Spurs. Yeah, he, only like, six he hasn't for the... played much this season. Like, do you want to? <laughs> like, in my theory, I look. Here's how I see it. And I was talking to him. I was talking to a player like this about this last night. I feel like Luke and Demar are like breaking in class of emergency seals. Like insurance. Yeah, because Mike, the whole time he's been in the bubble, he's talked about rhythm and getting guys <laughs> rhythm, getting guys into playoff rhythm. If Mike's only going to play nine guys. And he said that if Eric Gordon goes down, what well, that's eight. But as you saw last night, he he threw Frazier in there instead of Demar. I just think that if you don't if you don't plan on playing Demar, it it shouldn't change because somebody's out. I don't think it's gonna you know help that much. And I don't think if 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 the Rockets fans should be happy if Demar plays three minutes here and three minutes like that doesn't do anything. Like he has value. Like, okay, he can play. Like, he has value. Like I'm not saying he doesn't have value. 
But I'm not gonna beat Mike over the head with a stick because he's not playing him in this yeah, situation. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Like, look, it's, it's we know Mike season. and his, we like, know Mike and his rotations too. Yeah, and you like, know who your head not, coach is. Like, <laughs> like we both don't believe he's playing nine in the playoffs. So it's not. Eh, I, I mean, I, I think you play eight and a half. I don't think you play nine. I think you play eight and a half. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm if I had to bet or whatever, I'll, I'll take the under. I think he'd play less than that even. Uh, as as the playoffs go around, maybe in the first round he will, but as it goes deeper, I do think that Rivers will eventually get shorted out of minutes in that playoff. And that's once Eric returns, you know right. how that goes. The the Damari Carroll stuff, like everybody just needs to relax. Okay, just like relax, you're not bro. winning a championship one He's way or the other. He's not the turning player. Like if you're hanging your championship hopes on Damari Carroll. I mean, you might as well. That's like Laker fans hanging in on Alex Caruso. Exactly. It's just like, like it's fan. Like, I get it. Like, you fall in love with a guy, like, on the team, and you want to see him do well. It happened with Gary Clark. It happened with Isaiah Hartenstein, my man. And now it's DeMar Carroll. Like, it's, so, it's yeah, just something You just got to let it go, folks. You just got to let it go. Just got to oh. let it go. Okay. No uh, no singing on the podcast, <laughs> Kelly. Um We'll, we'll, we'll have to discuss My bad, Mike. <laughs> um, let's get into a couple of other things, though, because th- this is this is a pretty big deal, I think. They held Russell Westbrook out. Mm-hmm. There's concern of soft tissue injury or or at least tightness. I wouldn't say injury is probably too much. Sorry, folks. You know, but there's, there's some tightness there that we're, we're a little bit concerned about. What are the Rockets telling you, Kelly? Um, well, they're saying that it's, it's more of a precaution thing that he didn't play. He, he could have played. Had this been a conference final game three, he would have played. But it was more of a, if Russ is feeling something, let's sit him down, not force him. And that's kind of what Mike D'Antoni has said uh, prior to the restart. He doesn't want to push guys too much. He knows that in the past he's he's pushed guys. It was funny hearing him say that the first time, and then the next game they play 40 minutes. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> um, you know, I love Mike. I just think it's cautioning on the side of error, error on the side of caution. Um, We're getting there, Kelly. You're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it was kind of surprising because hearing, hearing him after the game saying they hope he's available for Sunday, I, I don't. that didn't sound uber confident. But, hey, if they're playing a you know, weaker opponent, maybe they can sit him out a couple of games. Yeah, and I feel like the Rockets are in a pretty good situation where they are in the standings. I think, you know, it's one of those things like, let's just make sure everybody's healthy going into the, the playoffs, which are going to start relatively soon, folks. Think about it this way. We're at the halfway point of the seeding games. You know, they've played four games. They're ready to roll and, and get going. So I think that's something, you know, to kind of just not worry about. But keep your eye on. What did Mike say earlier in the year? If you're not worried about it. If you're not worried about stuff like that, then that's when you start worrying. Yeah. Like, we're not at that point it's yet. Coach like, we still. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> just just kind of got to watch and see how it goes. I mean, like I said, I like where they're at. They're in the four seed. If the playoffs started today, they're playing Utah. I kind of think that's a perfect matchup for them. That's a team they can completely take advantage of. Get a, you know, I think they can win that series in four or five games, get a little bit of extra rest, and then, you know, get ready for the Lakers, who I think they would prefer over the Clippers in the second round. So I think that's, they're kind of right where they are. I think right now, smart to be, you know, cautious with with Russ, especially because he's coming, you know, from a little bit of, a little behind having come a little bit later into the bubble. Right. Um, Let's talk about the other guy. Eric Gordon, who we had brought up, you know, a little while ago. 
What are you hearing in terms of a return? How is he coming back? All that stuff. So when I asked, I think it was two days ago, I was told he was going to be a little more than a week away. Mike D'Antoni said to the media that he hopes to have him shooting in practice. And we saw him before the, the Lakers game. He was actually shooting uh, with John Lucas on the court. If you know Gordon's history with injuries, you, you understand that he doesn't want to come back until he's really, really healthy. Gordon is that kind of player. I'm not sure about next week. I think while, yes, the Rockets want to have him on the floor, you know, against the Pacers or the 76ers just to see how he looks, I do think that Gordon, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon waits to the playoffs just because Gordon doesn't want to risk getting hurt again in the bubble. I do think two weeks is, it's enough of a time frame, but I could see Gordon taking a little bit longer to, to make it to three. That's two, just me. two weeks is optimistic. Is yeah, it's it, optimistic, I mean, I, for, especially for Eric Gordon. Like, if you know yeah. Gordon's history, you know he takes a bit longer than most people for the typical injury period. Yeah, and, and when they originally coming out saying, hey, he feel, could be back as early as two rushed. weeks. Yeah, I felt like a bit. I felt like, I was like, that's you know, that's a bit optimistic for right. a guy that generally doesn't come flying back. But you, right. but we can see where it matters, though. Yeah, in for the, sure. In oh. the Portland game in particular, <laughs> when Russ had to step out, you know, and, and you had Harden on the court, it was easier for Portland to go to that soft trap because, you know, it's just harder for the Rockets having another guy that can play, make, and create for others. And the other way around, too, when you have Russ. And I think that's where kind of, Gordon is perfect for the team because they can give it to him and he can knock down shots. He can penetrate and find guys like that's kind of, you know, he, he wouldn't be my number one or number two option to do it, but right. he's perfectly in line as my third option or when I'm staggering minutes, he, he'd be a guy I feel comfortable doing it for five or six minutes at a time. So I, we've seen that importance. But the other thing in the Portland game, and this is huge, there was a moment, Kelly, where both Russ and Harden were on the bench. Right. And they yeah, they made a push with the that that lineup, you know, and that was like Daniel House was killing, and he's been killing all through the bubble. You mentioned it last podcast. Uh, ben McLemore, Austin Rivers was playing well. It was a s- small burst, but that's a big sign of you know confidence for D'Antoni because they at that point you're just hoping to tread water, and I think they cut the lead down to like two at one point, you know, and 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 that really helps kind of steal minutes for those guys. What are you seeing from the dudes who are stepping up the 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 reserves, or as Shaq likes to call them, the others? <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing is confidence. If you look at those guys, typically during the season, um, if they're on the floor, they'll look to get the ball back to Russell James as quickly as possible. But now you're seeing um, them being trusted a bit more. You know, Jeff Green is stepping into his role as a rim runner, as a playmaker out of the short role, as just being an aggressive player. Daniel House, his maturity is is evident. And the, the kind of spots he's picking, Ben McLemore is becoming that Gerald Green type, you know, being a mobile shooter, hitting tough threes and timely threes. I think the timely threes are the biggest things because he's able to break like a lull if they go through a, a, a period of bad offense. Um, Rivers as well, you know, he's able to be aggressive. And and I, I will say on Rivers that he's someone that James has kind of wanted to get going a bit during the season. Like if you if you pay attention at times. Austin would give the ball back to James. James would throw it right back to Austin to, to do something with the ball. So um, I do think that while the Rockets' depth has always been in question and it, it probably doesn't stack up to, you know, the, the Clippers or something like that, I do think the second unit has stepped up so far in terms of their confidence, and that bodes well for them going forward because there's going to be times where they're going to be relied on heavily, you know, especially if teams are trapping James or if Russ is, or if and them are infaltrable. And that's before even Gordon comes back because – 
in that Portland game, you know, even though that 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 unit held water, having Gordon in there would you know push things even more possibly. So um, I I do think it's a good sign for them going forward. Yeah, and and you know just to kind of reiterate, you know, House averaging almost seventeen points a game, forty one percent from three. Jeff Green fourteen points a game, thirty eight point seven from three. You know, Ben McLemore twelve and a half points per game, shooting fifty six percent from three. Like that's the signs you want. You know, Austin Rivers not shooting it so well. We'll just kind of keep that a little bit whispering. And, you know, it gets even scarier when you look at Covington's numbers. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> but we're just, we're just, we're just going to kind of go like, uh, they'll, they'll make shots later. Yeah, uh, the, the law of averages will even out. You know, uh, uh, hopefully. And I did, but, I, but look, I want to say this about Covington, though, because I, I've seen this written somewhere, but he takes a lot of tough shots. Like, I don't know if he has a penchant for that, but he is certainly, he is a person, he will pump fake a good look and take a pretty contested look. But And, and to be honest, the other thing, too, about Covington, and part of it is he's the team's leading rebounder with eight. Right, rebounds. and he has played well defense. Like, he, 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 you he's, know, been, he's, he's, he's doing been a great lot. for them. So, yeah, he's covered up the, I will say Covington has done well to cover up some of their, uh, deficiencies like there are yeah, times where Ben for, will for sure you know and yeah. and that was part of why the the trade was so exciting to bring him in so you know we're let's look ahead to the rocket schedule as I stall as I try to pull up the schedule stalling 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 what help me out I said say something not do some stupid sound like that Jesus <laughs> <laughs> wow. Their next game is Sunday against the Sacramento Kings, and and Mike just edit that out for him. No, Mike, keep it in, man. Let Mike. the folks have to hear that. <laughs> See what I put up with, <laughs> and then they play again on Tuesday against the San Antonio Spurs, who looking pretty tough too that's these are two teams that are playing for something and, and have been kind of frisky what, what what's your predictions real quick you would assume that the rockets win both of those games but they're not um they they're they're gonna have a letdown against one of those teams i'm not sure which one it is i think san antonio probably maybe um yeah hopefully they'll count all the baskets this time in the san antonio game. Ooh, uh i'm gonna go yeah they, they probably split not for the same reasons as you i think they just you know they, they might choose to rest guys or 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 Oh yeah, the load here a little bit as we come up. Okay, if I, if you're Mike, let me ask you this then: um, When do you think about resting James? He's, well, he, I was just ready. about to say was you know this the San Antonio game's the front end of a back to back. The next game's Indiana, so I probably for me if I'm a coach in general, I think I would probably sit my stars for one of those games. It, it just kind of decided there. If I know I'm gonna get Eric back for the indie game i think i rest james for the san antonio game so that i have him you know because you need to kind of get everybody back in the flow playing together and used to playing together again i think i maybe would try to do i might do that uh and and we'll, we'll have to see how the standings shake because maybe the games become have more, more value all of a sudden yeah. they they might drift into six or whatnot so it's it'll be interesting in in that regard so for me, though, if I had to bet, I'd probably – I don't think D'Antoni is going to rest them at all, but I think if I would, I'd do it in the San Antonio well, game. What was our original prediction for the eight games? I don't think we ever made one. We did. I'm going to make my prediction no, after we the did. Eight we games. did. We did. We said – you said if they can split. Because I, I don't think we thought it was looking pretty good like <laughs> off the schedule. So I think it was five and three or four and four. I, th- I think we said they're not winning six out of eight games. Yeah, I remember that. Said they weren't going six and two. 
So you said. I don't remember that, and I'm well, going to deny it even like if you a, have audio. I got memory like an ox. So. I'm going to. Ox have good memory? Yeah. I thought elephants do. Oxes do too. Animal planet, bro. Okay, well, I think we've reached the end of the show today. Uh, <laughs> for Kelly Eco, for Mike Smeltz, for Mo DeQuil, we out. <laughs>